Raquel, and today we're talking about bullying. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I hope that you guys are all doing well and staying calm and enjoying your vacation from school. (laughs) I'm guessing most of you guys listening to this podcast are probably just chilling at home right now. So, glad to give you guys a little extra source of entertainment today. Um, Today we have a very exciting episode for you guys today. We have a guest. His name is Joey Massacino, and he is a certified life coach who actually works at a junior high school. He's a drama teacher and also does counseling with the students, and so he sees lots of stuff happen in schools with kids getting bullied and you guys have requested an episode on bullying so joey was super nice to come onto the podcast and we have this episode all about um just how to manage having a bully in your life so super excited for you guys to tune in and without further ado here is our interview all right hi joey welcome to the podcast hey how are you doing? Oh, I am. I'm doing great. You know, I'm locked in my house for the next four weeks. <laughs> Good to know. Us too. Us too. Yeah. All your students, do you think they're going to be going stir crazy? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I teach middle school. So, um, all the students are going to be, uh, they can't see each other. They don't drive. So, you know, <laughs> they're all stuck at home. Yeah. So if you guys are at home by yourself, we're glad to be with you and we get yeah. to the end of this podcast. Um, so Joey, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, so uh, yeah, my name is Joey Massio. I am a certified life coach and I work with uh, LDS teens and their parents. And um, I'm also a middle school teacher and counselor and I work in the, the discipline department. So my office is the office where students go to if they're having any uh, issues with other students or with teachers or they got sent in a class. So I work with a lot of students in my office. And in fact, a lot of them are, are my, my beta testers for my life coach techniques and things that I develop. Yeah, so like, what are some of the big things that you feel like you see with like teens coming in? Cause you're, as a counselor, like you're dealing with like teens when they're like in really hard spots, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So like, what are some of the like situations that you feel like you see? all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, the most common ones that I see are usually um, student and teacher issues. Okay. That, that's, I would say, about half of the stuff that comes in is student, teacher, like the, the student doesn't like what the teacher's saying, they don't get along, they're getting kicked out. And, and once the bad relationship kind of starts in the teen's mind, it's really hard for them to, to change it. And then that's why I work with them on changing it in their mind on how to have a better relationship with that teacher. Um, and then I would say the rest of the stuff is a mix between, you know, of course, student to student issues, mm-hmm. um, bullying, uh, kids come in, I, I sit in council. And a, a lot of the stuff I do is I sit in what's called a restorative circle and I work with the, the victim and the aggressor in uh-huh. a bullying situation. I talk with both of them. So I've gotten a lot of insight into uh, bullying from talking to students um, at my work. Yeah. Okay. So, so tell us a little bit like what exactly is bullying? Cause that's like a buzzword, right? That, yeah. you know, we, I, I think especially like teens, like it's something that we hear of like, okay, like, you know, beware of bullying, but like what exactly 
is bullying? Like, let's just so, break it down. Uh, there, there are multiple definitions. I'm going to give you the clinical definition of bullying, and then I'm going to give you my definition of bullying, and they're, they're different. So the clinical definition of bullying uh, goes something like this, that if someone does something on accident once to hurt you, that's rude. If someone does something on purpose once to hurt you, that's mean. But if someone does something on purpose multiple times to hurt you, that's bullying. Okay. So that's the clinical definition. It's, it's happened more than once and they're doing it on purpose. All right. So that, that's clinical. My definition is bullying is when you think someone is targeting you with the intention to negatively impact your life. That's and your definition? That's my definition. Okay. And there, there's a subtle change, right? Where the clinical defini uh, definition mostly puts the power on whether or not you're being bullied on somebody else. So you're being bullied if someone else is doing something to try to hurt you multiple times, right? But for me, it's bullying is when you think someone is targeting you with the intention to negatively impact your life. And that is a whole world of difference. It puts a lot of power into the hands of the teen who feels like they're being bullied. Yeah. Okay. So talk a little bit more about that because a lot of times like with bullying, it's like, it's the other person, right? Someone intentionally multiple times, right? Trying to hurt you. That's what we think about with bullying. So tell us more about like someone thinking someone's yeah. trying to negatively harm them. Yeah. Cause if you look up um, like anti-bullying or bully pre uh, prevention programs, they really uh -huh. focus on two things. The first thing they focus on is trying to change the bully. If we can just get people to recognize not to say these things, then bullying will stop. Or they really try to focus on inspiring a bystander uh, to intervene because studies show that if a third party steps in and goes, hey, dude, knock it off or something, then the bullying mm -hmm. stops, right? So th that's what the kind of the rest of the world is focusing on. But for me, I think there's a third front where all of our focus should really be on. And that's on strengthening the, uh, the mentality of the, the kid who's being bullied. Because the power of a bully comes from one place. This is the source of their power, right? It comes from what you think about what they say, period. That's the only source of a bully's power is what you think about what they say. So if you are in control of what you think, then you're in control of their power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. I actually, okay, so I just, this reminded me of um, my brother senior year had a kid at his school who was like being a little bit of a bully to him. But my brother is like, football player, like really popular, confident, like not the kind of kid that you would think someone's trying to bully. It was right. kind of like a little bit of like reverse what you would expect. And so like he, the, like the kid actually like kind of like would like get in his face or like kind of like, you know, punch him a little bit or whatever. And like my, and my brother just totally laughed. Like he thought it was funny and he just like literally was not phased by it. And I was like, that is so interesting because I think so many other teens in that kind of situation would just be like, what is happening? And be really freaked out by it. But my brother gave him no power. It was just like, oh, whatever. Like, he's just being weird, you know? And like, it didn't phase him mentally at all with his own self-esteem. Right. And it's funny because 
uh, a kid hearing that story would say, oh, well, your brother could do that because he was on the football team. Right. And of course, of course he could do that. And I say, anybody can do that. Right. Literally anybody. And I've seen it. And I, like you just described, I've actually seen a kid who might be uh, viewed as either better looking or, or buffer or, more, or, or whatever, for whatever reason, shouldn't be being bullied. I've seen them be quote unquote bullied by another teen and be negatively affected by it. Mm -hmm. And they come into my office. I'm like, what do look at you, look at him. How, why, you know? And so <laughs> anybody can choose to uh, think those thoughts. I, I know a, a kid uh, that, that I work with at, at church who has really big ears. Um, and somebody we're at, we're at an activity and somebody mentioned his big ears. Oh dude, but you got big ears. And without missing a beat, he just said, yeah, dude, they actually made a movie about me. It's coming out this year. Dumbo. You gotta go see it. <laughs> and it was just so like the way he did it was just so, um, he had all the power and yeah. it, was, it was laughing. It was joking. And for me, I'm a firm believer that anybody can do that. You just have to know how. And a lot of people, they try that. They go into the action line, right? Because people tell them, oh yeah, just do this. You'll be fine. But it's not about just saying certain things or always making a joke. You have to first change what you think about the bully and what you think about yourself in order to get to that place. Yeah. And just to talk about that a little more. So I think like, because a lot of times, like, like you're saying, we want to try to figure out the right thing to say, right? I, I remember like in high school when I'd have like people that were mean to me and mentally in my head, I'd be like, oh, I should have said this or, oh, I should have said that. And then I would have like been totally confident and cool or whatever. But like realizing when you feel insecure about something, like it doesn't really matter how, what you say, like, it's probably not going to go the right way because deep down you're feeling insecure. And so that's going to come off. Right. Yep. Versus when like you're saying is having a good mindset going into it, being able to shift how you feel being in a place of confidence that then you can just totally own it. You can make a joke about it and it's confident. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you're insecure about something, um, somebody who's saying something to make fun of you, that insecurity is going to get you right. But even if you're insecure and somebody says something positive about whatever it is, you're still going to think negative thoughts. That's going to lead you to feel negative emotions. Oh, they don't mean it. You know that. So no matter what people say, right, which, which can be construed as, oh, they're trying to give me a compliment or they're trying to bring me down. It doesn't matter because mm -hmm. if your thought is, oh, this is my weakness or I look like this and I shouldn't or I act like this and I shouldn't. Uh, it doesn't matter what people say. Uh, you're going to, to feel negative about it whenever somebody brings it up. Yeah, because it's like, it's your own insecurity, right? Like when you don't believe something, it doesn't take offense versus when you buy into what that person's saying and you believe it, that's when it hurts is because you personally are believing what they're saying. Right, yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Okay. So what, like, let's talk a little bit about like types of bullying. We talked a lot about what people say, but like, what are different forms of bullying that occur? Like, I know you've, you see it happen in school a lot, but like, what are different types of bullying that a lot of times we're like very aware of, or maybe not as aware of? So I, I narrow bullying down to, to only two categories. There's emotional bullying and there's physical bullying. Okay. Right. But again, clinically, uh, they actually separate, separate it into four categories, verbal, social, physical, and cyber. 
So okay. that's, that's kind of what they put it into. Verbal is if anybody says anything directly to you. Social is there's a group of people either uh, leaving you out of something or approaching you together, right? Uh, physical, obviously, if they're touching your stuff or touching you. Mm-hmm. And then cyber is anything online. But for me, three of those four, <clears throat> really, actually, four of those four affect you emotionally. So all four of them affect you emotionally. But then there's also the category of bullying where they uh, go into your personal space and start either touching your body, pushing you, punching you, mm-hmm. putting your backpack in the trash can, uh, things like that. I, I categorize as physical and then everything else is just emotional. And, um, <clears throat> for, and the reason why I do that is because it, it helps to um, really, the solution to emotional building is the same, whether it's, it's verbal, social, or cyber. Mm-hmm. Right, the solution's still the same. Uh, physical, there's a little bit of a different solution to it, but it yeah. all starts in the same solution of being bullied emotionally. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that like the distinction between those solutions because we were talking a little bit about this of like, okay, if someone's saying mean things to you, right, is like you know, your mindset of being in a place of like not caring or thinking something's funny, not taking it personally, right versus like something physical when someone's like pushing you shoving you like that seems like a little bit harder to do right well right the the thing people need to realize is that the and not the people being bullied but everybody else who's talking about oh bullying needs to stop i can't believe that you know uh these kids are being pushed around and all that bullying always starts as um horrible time to get a frog in my throat give me a second Here, I'll pause. So like, what would you say is the way to deal with physical bullying? Like someone actually like punching you, pushing you, like being invasive on your personal space versus just people saying mean things to you, right? Right, right. That seems like a kind of different thing to manage. It is. It's, it's different to manage. Physical bullying happens less often than emotional bullying or just verbal oh, bullying. Okay. And so a lot of people think when they think of bullying, they think of TV or uh, shows and they make it very visual, right? Because oh. television and movies, they're a visual medium. So they're going to show a kid pushing or, you know, like shoulder checking somebody. Uh, but um, it happens less often. But whenever physical bullying occurs, it usually always started as emotional bullying. No kid goes up to another kid. I said, rarely they go up to another kid and for no reason without knowing them, having any any prior history, just go and shove them, all right, for the most part. Mm -hmm. Especially when you feel like, man, this guy's out to get me. It usually starts as emotional and then turns into physical. And the physical is still very emotional. So for me, the solution always starts with the emotional uh, uh, side of it first. Yeah. And so... Yeah. So f- for me, it's, it's not about managing the bully. It's about managing your mind. A lot of people think if, we, if, if, if I can say this or do this, then he'll stop. But um, the best way is to really change the way you view the bully and change the way you view yourself. That's always where I start with mm-hmm. both of those things mm-hmm. is changing how you view yourself first and then changing how you, you view the bully. Okay. So how do we do that? How, how do we go about like changing the way we view ourselves or the bully? Like, would you mind talking about that a little bit? Yeah, of course. So um, the way 
to best change how you view yourself is to realize a, a couple of things, right? A, a couple of, um, we, we have what's, what, what I call auto thoughts. The thoughts our brain automatically brings up without us really thinking about it too much. It just comes right up. Um, a lot of these auto thoughts are, if the bully is saying this about me, it must be true. Mm -hmm. um, it must be something that's wrong. It must be a, an issue with me. But I always say that realize that what they are saying um, has nothing to do with you, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever a bully says reveals more about who they are than it reveals about who you are. And so that's the first step is to realize that whatever they say, like just the whole give them permission to be wrong about you. That is yeah. okay that they're saying that. Yeah. So actually, let's talk about that for a minute. Why, like, why do bullies say what they say? Like, you know, that it's not about you. So like, what is it about? <laughs> so there is not a solid answer for that. In all yeah. my experience, I've been in there for four years now, all my experience, it is all over the board. A lot of people want to give it, they want to assign a motive for why a bully says something. And usually the motive they want to assign is that the bully is struggling with something, which is true in you know, probably a lot of cases that the bully is struggling with something. But what I've seen just as much is when I ask a kid and we investigate the whole thing, we ask a kid, why did you say that? I just want it to be funny, mm -hmm. right? I, I was doing it for jokes. I was trying to make my friends laugh. Right. And to me, that's not a kid struggling with anything. That's just a kid who doesn't know how to be funny yet. Right. Who is, is discovering, especially in middle school, they're discovering what it means to be funny. Right. What it means to be funny, not at somebody else's expense. So mm -hmm. there really is no one reason why a kid bullies. And some kids don't even know they are bullying. Most kids, actually, I would say, don't know that they're bullying in the moment. Afterwards, they might have some remorse or if somebody points it out and go, oh, man, I didn't realize, All right? But there are very few kids who are like, oh, hey, see that guy over there? I'm gonna go bully him. See that girl? I'm gonna go get her. You know, I'm, I'm gonna make sure she feels, right? I, I would say that from everything I've seen, all the kids I've talked to, that, that is a, a smaller number of kids. Most of the time, it's just, oh, I didn't know it was affecting them that way. Or yeah, that's just how I talk. Or I was doing it for laughs. So. It's a messy answer, but there's no, there's no one reason why a bully says mean things. And this is also something I've learned. We all have been in a moment where we probably crossed into bullying mode ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Some point in our life, we probably said something to someone because we were angry or because whatever happened to us that day where we said something that somebody else could construe as, oh man, why is Joey bullying me? You mm -hmm. know, or I was bullied today. and so. Yeah, we have all gone there. And that's part of changing what you think about the bully. Yeah, but, and I think that's kind of like interesting what you were talking about just with, um, like it's not necessarily like a bully is like having this really hard home life or anything like that. Like, but then maybe the intention behind it is just that they're trying to find themselves. They're trying to be funny. They want to impress people, whatever it is. And maybe their focus isn't, trying to bring someone else down they're just more focused on trying to bring themselves up yeah yeah so they're and not necessarily out to get you or trying to harm you it's just they want to look good and so that's a way we can kind of like relate to and have sympathy for someone that's bullying us is instead of like oh poor me they're trying to hurt me is we can recognize like they want to look cool they want to be popular they want to be funny like I can kind of relate to that I understand like I've kind of felt like 
I want other people to laugh at my jokes sometime. And I've said a dumb joke before, maybe not something that mean, but like when we start to kind of recognize how we are similar in some ways to them, then it can kind of help take us out of that me against you kind of mentality with the bully. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's also the same reason why bullies at an anti-bullying assembly don't recognize that that assembly is for them. Oh, really? Because they're sitting there and they're like, oh man, yeah, like I would never go up to someone and just like bully them. Look at that, you know, especially because the, the training videos they show are always so, the bully's such a caricature, you know, and, and kids are like, well, that's not me. And then that afternoon can go off and be with their friends and laughing and seeing somebody, oh my goodness, oh, and then make jokes because they're not thinking that they're bullying. They're thinking that I'm just trying to be funny or whatever, right? So that's, to me, that's why a lot of the anti-bullying measures that schools take aren't really effective because 90% of the teens don't recognize that that's for them. Yeah, huh, that's so interesting. I never even like thought about that before. But so knowing that yeah, whoever's bullying you maybe is not trying to be a bully. They're maybe not trying to hurt you. And so when you can shift that perspective and realize like, you're not necessarily a victim in this situation. Yeah, so, and so that's definitely one way. And now there are definitely times where people are trying to be a bully, right? They are trying to right. say things, they are trying to. And so for me, um, a, another way that you can change the way you view about yourself is owning your imperfections. Uh-huh. Like we just talked about the kid with the big ears that, that I knew. For me, it's my giant head. I have a huge head. And in middle school, um, there was a group of boys that, uh, uh, on my way home, they would look at me and they would make fun of my head. And they started calling me Moonhead because at the time there was a popular McDonald's commercial where there was a character playing the piano who, who had a crescent moon for a head. He was called Mac Tonight. And, and they're oh, it looks like that guy from the, from the McDonald's commercial. Yeah, Moonhead, what up Moonhead? And I hated it. And I was walking, every day I, when I would walk past them, I would just get this knot in my stomach and, and it would make me just sick because I felt powerless, that they're gonna call me Moonhead and I hated it. And then one day I heard one of the other kids, one of the, the group of bullies, um, call one of his friends a, a twig. He was like, oh, whatever, twig. And I'm like, dude, that guy is sickly skinny. You know, and then I'm like, oh, and the other guy is really overweight, you know, and that one's really hairy for a 12 year old. You know, and I was like, what? And then I realized a bunch of things and I realized they're not making fun of me because they're perfect and I'm not. I realized that everybody in middle school is awkward, right? And I realized that it's totally okay for me to look like this. And I realized that's just how they communicate. They communicate by pointing out people's flaws or what they perceive to be people's flaws. So, I just decided to be okay with exactly how I looked. I'm like, yeah, my head is huge and it's awesome. (laughs) And then the next day, they're like, what's up, Moonhead? And I answered, hey, what's up, guys? And it really threw them off at first, but I got into this rhythm with them. They would call me Moonhead and I go, hey, what up? I give them a high five and I just keep going. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm Moonhead and I'm totally okay with that. And they didn't have to change anything about them. I just changed how I looked at myself. And I looked at myself as someone who was perfectly fine with exactly how I looked. I love that story. That is so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is, that is so good. And, and I imagine that probably took away a lot of like, like you said, they were kind of like shocked at first. Right. But like, I feel like it kind of almost takes away the satisfaction of like trying to make fun of someone when it's like, 
you're not hurt. You're not emotionally being put down by it. Right. It's just like, I'm good. Like, I like who I am. I like how I look and like just owning it. That's awesome. Yeah. It really changes the, the power dynamics, right? right? A lot of people want to describe it bullying as a power struggle between the bully and the victim. I think it's more of a power struggle just in our own minds. Mm. In our own minds, we're giving them power and then we're trying to take it. We're trying to give it. We're trying to take it, right? Just, just take the power in, in your own mind. Just take it and just go, no, I'm, I'm going to give them permission to call me whatever they want to call me. It doesn't matter because I think I'm awesome, you know, and that's just who they are. They're just the kind of person that, you know, looks for people's flaws or they're just the kind of person who needs to feel powerful or struggles or whatever, right? That's totally, allow them to be them and I'm going to allow me to be me. And that's going to give you the most power in your life. Yeah. Oh, you just nailed it. I think that's exactly it is like recognizing like, you have the power, right? Versus like giving all your power to the bullies is like my bully, the bully is going to make me feel good or bad, depending on like, if they call me moonhead today or not, versus like, I'm going to feel good about me and you have the power and control, like versus giving it over to them. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So this, the first step you said with dealing with it was really like managing our own mindset, right? About how we think about ourselves and about the bully. What's the second step? So the second step is really changing the way you think about the bully, right? And so, because we, we haven't really talked about that part, right? Okay. Too much. Um, so the changing the way that you view the bully, I think, is, is the second best thing you need to do, right? Once you accept who you are, you need to accept them for they are. And what I say is I like to actually take away the word bully, I would love it if we didn't use the word bully at all. I, I use it a lot now because I, I want people to know what I'm talking about. But right, that's how we identify them, it. Yeah, even labeling them a bully, there's a connotation there that they have an effect over you. In fact, there was this flyer that a friend of me shared, a friend of mine shared with me, um, that she saw at a local school, and it, it was it was really trying to make bully awareness, but it said, um, you know one comment from a bully can wreck someone's whole day. And I'm like, I, I don't like that message. I don't like putting that out there, especially the kids at, a, at an elementary school, that there's someone out there called a bully and they have this power that they're going to wreck your whole day mm -hmm. or they're going to make you sad or they're going to make you feel anything. You know, so for me, I just, I just love to take away that word. And if, if you take that away, let's just say, starting tomorrow, bullies don't exist anymore. They just, I, I, have, I have a switch right here. I just flipped it and bullies are now gone. There's no longer a thing. So when you go to school tomorrow and you run into that kid mm -hmm. who you used to identify as a bully and they're there and they say something that they have usually said to you, you can't think now, oh man, they're bullying me or he's trying to hurt me or they're being a jerk. You can't think those things because bullying is no longer a thing. So if you can't think those things, what would you think instead, right? What thoughts would you have about them if you can't label them, oh, they're just a bully, right? Mm -hmm. Or they're trying to hurt me. What would you think? It would really push you to have to think of something else about them about why they're doing it about who they are right and and really and that change in how you view them is going to give you your power back yeah 
Because immediately as we, when we label someone a bully, we're experiencing negative emotion towards that person, right? Like mm-hmm. mentally we're judging them for how they're behaving for the things they're saying. And we create negative energy within ourselves towards them just by thinking, of, oh, they're a bully. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're taking away the word bully, like what do we, like, how do we think about someone that like says something that we tend to have a lot of negative thoughts about, right? Well, it comes down to, you know, uh, focusing on the facts of the situation, mm-hmm. right? All circumstances are neutral. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's what you think about it. So if someone says, um, Hey, Casper, for example, right? So they go, um, that would be the circumstance, right? Is that someone said, this student said, hey, Casper. And your thought could be, oh man, they're making fun of me because I'm so white, mm-hmm. right? And that right there, this bully, they're bullying me. Those are all thoughts. You don't have to be thinking those thoughts mm-hmm. that they're bullying me. And so, and so that, that's how you would take out the word bully. Oh, so this, the student, Karen said, hey, Casper. And mm-hmm. you can think anything you want about that, right? You could sit there and go, oh, Karen must be having a bad day, right? You, you can think, yeah, my skin's really white and it's awesome. You know, you can think anything from that, but what our go-to, our auto thought is, oh, I, I wish she wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I didn't look this way. I wish um, I didn't know this person. I wish they were in a different class. Mm-hmm. All those things are, are thoughts that kind of take away your power. And the, hey, Casper thing, that's what kids called me in elementary school, right? They're, hey, Casper, because I'm really, really pale. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I had to learn to uh, kind of just let go of not being okay with. And so mm-hmm. for me, that's where it comes to um, t- taking out the word bully just from at, at least your mental vernacular, mm-hmm. right? The words that you use to describe what's going on, try to do it without the word bully, you know, and see how much more power that gives you. Yeah, because it boils down to is like, there is another teen at your school who said words, right? Like that's what happened. And then we just add on this whole story around that. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's a really powerful tip that that you just gave is like being able to whatever the situation is that's bugging you is maybe even pull out a piece of paper and kind of write down everything that is like on your mind about what the person said, what you're thinking, how you're feeling about it. And then go through and like circle the parts of it that are facts. Like what were the exact words that person said and really like get, or what the exact things that they did and really get down to like the facts of it. And then notice how all the rest of it is drama that you're adding to what happened. Yeah. And I think that that is like one of the most powerful tools we can use, right? To take our own power back. Exactly. So once our listeners do that of being able to really identify like facts from the story and trying to take their own power back and not give it to the bully as much where um like where are the lines of like because certainly there are things that happen where it's like that's probably isn't okay and like maybe they don't want to be okay with it and there needs to be a boundary so can you talk a little bit about that yeah definitely that's where the physical bullying comes in to play really mm-hmm. Um, so in order to set a boundary, you really have to do that, that mental work first, right? Change the way you view yourself, change the way you you view the bully. Then you're really ready to set a boundary because if you change the way you view yourself to, um, 
something that, hey, I'm awesome, right? Mm -hmm. I'm awesome just the way I look. I'm also someone who's so awesome that I'm not going to let anyone take my backpack, right? And put it mm -hmm. in the trash can, or I'm not going to let someone physically touch me, right? They, they are going to have their own issues or reasons why they're, they feel like they need to do that. And that's okay for them to be them. They're struggling or, you know, they're making bad decisions and that's on them and, and, and that's allowed. But mm -hmm. I'm also allowed to go get an adult. And I think that's, that's a huge step when it comes to physical bullying. A lot of people, when I'm talking with them, like, wait, so I just like let them do whatever they want? No, no, you don't have to let anybody do anything to you. Uh, and that's definitely not what I'm saying. But in order to get to a place where you can go and feel confident reporting to an adult, you have to realize it's not a problem with you. Right? Them bullying you or them touching you or pushing you has nothing to do with who you are. So when you go tell an adult, it, it, you're able to do it from a place that, hey, just so you guys know, this kid over here keeps taking my backpack. Someone might need to help him. Mm -hmm. You know, or this kid over there is pushing me and I've seen him push some other kids, you know, or this kid over there, uh, you know, knocked me over. I think he needs some help. Yeah. Right? And, and it's also totally fine to go, hey, I mean, I need some help, right? Yeah. Me I'm as not an okay with this. Like, yeah, this I, I'm pushing me and I'm not okay with it. Exactly. Yeah, they're pushing me. I'm not okay with that. Can someone go help them to stop? You know, I'm not, they're not saying you have to be okay with them pushing you, pushing you, you know, yeah. hey, they could punch me in the face and I'm fine with it, you know, but uh, not like that. It's, it's being in a place where you can confidently recognize that you're, you're in control of your life, mm -hmm. right? And just because someone punched you doesn't mean you don't have control anymore, right? You're like, oh, okay, so somebody punched me. I'd I prefer him not to punch me. So yeah. you go get an adult, you tell an adult that you trust someone at school and go, hey, this kid punched me. I really don't want him to be, to be punching me. He needs help. I always like to say he needs help to stop punching me rather than I need help for them to stop punching me. And it's just a slight change, but it makes it more possible for kids to, to feel comfortable to go tell someone, mm -hmm. right? You're getting help for the other kid to stop it. He needs to learn how to stop that. So go get help for him. A mm -hmm. lot of kids don't want to be like, well, I don't need help. No, I, I can handle it. I, well, yeah, sure. If you don't need help, they need help. Go get an adult. So that kid stops pushing, not just you, but other people. Right. I think that's such a powerful distinction that you just made is like, that yeah we do want to be in a place where we feel good about ourselves and also like having some compassion for the bully as well right but just because we change our thoughts to like you know embrace you know that we have an egghead or whatever it is right like whatever moon like head. it was a moon head, moon head. <laughs> okay also to say like your head is not big i don't know maybe it's just because you were little <laughs> Yeah, no. my body has definitely filled out more, <laughs> but I was a twig, so my head was about the same size. So I'm like envisioning like the little kids that play like Pop Warner football, and they're just like so tiny, but then they have the big like bobblehead helmets. Right, yep. <laughs> that was me without the helmet. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like whatever they say about us, that like we can choose not to let that bother us and not to get worked up about it and to like own our power in a situation. And like owning our power in a situation doesn't mean like we're just going to ignore something and let it slide. That when we are feeling confident about ourselves, that the next right step might mean I'm going to go get an adult involved and I'm going to ask for help and I'm going to set a boundary and this, you know, I've asked this person to stop and they're not stopping. Right. And so I think that's such a good thing to recognize that like when you guys are in a place of confidence is like, that you're willing to go talk to an adult and get the help that you need. 
Yeah, no, and that and that's key. And um, talking to an adult is one of the more effective things that a student can do to yeah. uh, to stop the bullying. Penn State actually did a, a, a research mm-hmm. on the most effective things students can do to um, to stop bullying. And that talking to an adult was was one of the most effective things, but it still only made things better about thirty percent of the time. Oh, really? That that's why I lead with you guys got to control your own emotions first because you can go tell an adult, but 30% of the time it's going to, it's going to make it better. But I, I think it was about 35% of the time it's going to make it worse, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and, and making it worse is again, all the perceived thoughts on it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why if you start there, they can definitely stop the bully or give them consequences because touching you is uh, an ed code violation. They're not mm-hmm. allowed to legally. So actions can be take, uh, taken, uh, because the kid needs to get consequences for breaking one of the laws, right? You can't touch another person or touch their belongings. Um, but the rest of it is all mental. Remember, the physical part is usually a smaller part, and the rest of it's all emotional. And mm-hmm. so that's why the, the, the real work that's going to get you the most traction is doing all that work in your mind. Yeah. And what's so cool about doing this kind of work is like, it's an amazing opportunity, I think, to develop confidence. When you have someone in your face that's saying things you don't like, like versus, you know, ideally you probably would just choose not to have that kind of situation, right? But there's so much character and confidence that can come out of a bullying situation when you learn how to manage your thinking and you learn how to be able to stand up for yourself. Yeah. So. Any last pieces of, like, of advice that you want to leave with our listeners? Anyone that might be out there dealing with bullying? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I always love to use this analogy, right? So bullying is a lot like living in the wild, wild west. Right? Um, we would love it if nobody had any bullets, mm-hmm. right? If we can just go and, and take out everybody's uh, bullets out of all their guns and just the Wild West had no, no more bullets and nobody was able to take a shot at you, that would be great, right? In a perfect world, you put up one of those cartoon magnets and all the bullets just suck to it and then boom, nobody can get shot at, nobody can get hurt anymore, great. But in reality, you can't. Somebody's always gonna have a store of bullets or a, some new outlaws gonna come riding into town with bullets that they can take out. So for me, instead of walking through right? Or walking down main street, thinking nobody's going to take a shot at you. It's more effective to put on a bully, a bulletproof vest. Mm-hmm. And so that's why for me, putting on a bullyproof vest is taking charge of your emotions, taking charge of the way you think about yourself and you think about others. Now, an important distinction here is that this doesn't mean it's not going to sting a little bit if you get shot. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people think what I'm saying is, oh, it, you, sh- you can get in a place where it doesn't hurt at all. It's going to hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. But if somebody says something, it's going to sting a little bit. Right. And that's OK. It's OK to take a moment to, to recoil when someone says something about you. Uh, to this day, even when I, I, my students still will make fun of my head. Right. And they'll say something. And there is just a, a, little, a little twinge of, oh, man, you know, I, I wish they wouldn't say that. And what I do is I just process that emotion. I let the emotion sit there, I process it, and then I go back 
to all my tactics and my, my bullyproof vest and all that. So doing this doesn't mean people aren't going to take shots at you and it might not hurt a little bit, but it will stop any attack from being fatal. Thank you so much, Joey. I love that. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was great, Mikkel. Yeah. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you if they're interested in really getting that bullyproof vest on? Yes, definitely. Uh, so my website is uh, firmlyfounded.com. And right now I actually have a free mini course about becoming bullyproof. And so it's a, it's a free online course you can take with some videos. I cover uh, a lot of the stuff I covered uh, in, in this podcast, plus some other things. So you can go on there and you can get access to it right now. Okay. And they just can find that on your homepage. Yeah. It's on my homepage. We scroll down like halfway down right now. Perfect. So. Sweet. So, um, we will link to his site in the notes on this podcast. So you guys can go check that out and get the podcast or get Yay. the, uh, get the course. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Joey. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You guys, I hope that you were able to enjoy and learn lots from this podcast and if you are interested in getting some free coaching right now while you're at home, um, I'm offering a few free sessions. So have your parents reach out to me. My email is palmstreetcoaching at gmail.com. Again, that's palmstreetcoaching at gmail.com. And just have your parents email me and we'll get that free coaching session set up for you guys. Thanks so much. Bye.